Gatesarayim Tov, we continue learning um, about the Das Hasfiros Sefer. We're in the middle of Keser. This should be our final class on the Keser. And we said that Keser represents the Ratzon, the desire of Hashem, our desire. It's very much concealed from us. And it's very fitting we're learning about the uh, Kabbalah mysticism on this day, which is the 33rd day of the Omer. A lot of Omer will we celebrate Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's Yorzite. It's all part of his, the basis of uh, everything we're learning is coming from those teachings of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And we continue now with the third aspect. We said that the Kesser has three elements from bottom to top. We talked about Ratzon, desire. We talked about Oneg, delight. And now we're going to talk about the third aspect is emuna, And Ratzon is that basic drive of life and what makes a person, uh, what's his reason for living, so to speak. And when you achieve that Ratzon, then you get the Oneg, the pleasure of that. And now we talk about emuna, which is the highest level. And really, that ultimately will be driving everything. And what is that? That's that a person feels and knows that there's a place that's beyond him that he totally is dependent upon and he has no control over it. And this is a big job in Avodah Hashem to how to feel that emuna. Now, there's certain things this could be talking about. Now, let's say, for example, we all know certain things are beyond our control and we don't even discuss it, like the weather. Okay, if it's going to rain or not, you know one thing's for sure. It's beyond your control. There's nothing you can do. And that's just, there's a power that's beyond you. Those things, obviously, a person has to come to terms with that, although the generation of the Tower of Babel didn't even want to come to terms with that. And they want to find ways to defend themselves against the flood. Okay, well, obviously, we know that's generally not dependent on people. But the truth is, it has to be a feeling in everything. And even something that you feel you have control over, you have to realize you don't have control over that as well, and you're totally dependent on that. A simple example would be parnasa, making a livelihood, where you may think that the livelihood is very much explained. It's coming from me or coming from other people. When the truth of the matter is, that too is coming from a power beyond that wherever you think it's coming from, it's dependent on a power higher than that, and that is Hashem. And therefore, this place of Amuna is in the highest place of the Kesser because that is really the essence of all Amuna to uh, put some, to put faith and trust in something that is beyond what the person has any understanding about and to be totally reliant on that and calm in a place where you don't really understand what's going on at all. Okay, you're in a very terrible situation. You have to know that there's a being in control of this. I have no idea how he is working this. And it's all meant for my best interest. Okay, now there's not a lot of quote-unquote logic behind that. But that's a reality the person has to come to. And therefore, everything you're going to do 
in this world has to be done with that sense of emuna that there is something that you're not in control of and you really don't understand this. This is a very lofty place and this is a place that's beyond and that's the place of emuna. So whatever you're doing in life, it's done with that thought that as much as in front of my eyes, I think there seems to be some kind of strategy, some type of sense of all this, to realize that everything I see is totally dependent on something beyond what I can comprehend, which we call God, and uh, to have total uh, confidence and um, ease of mind, knowing that it's all working out in the best way. And it's more than that. It's not limited to Hashem. But the truth of the matter is, you live your life built on, you have trust in others as well. It's very important. Obviously, we trust Hashem. But do we trust others? And it comes from the same source. And if you think about it, when we have relationships, part of the breakdown of relationships is there's a lack of trust. There's a lack of trust on so many levels. And there has to be a point where we say, listen, we just have to trust other people, um, our family, friends. Uh, we have to rely on them at times when we don't understand. Now, obviously, you're not going to put your trust in an obvious wicked person. Uh, um, a person who's a scam artist, you don't put your trust in them. But we're talking about people that you know and that you genuinely feel are not out to hurt you. Are we able to be trusting there? And the type A personalities have a lot of trouble with that because they want to be in control of everything. And when you're in control of everything, the last thing you want to do is trust anybody with it because... Of course, you're the only one who can do it right and nobody else can do it right. And why should I leave it to somebody else? Now, you got to realize that that's really a big mistake. Let's think about where this is coming from. This is a very practical idea. Whatever the situation is, you have to take care of something. Whether it's preparing a simcha, whether it's cut, closing a business deal, Whatever it is, there, there's something that has to be done. It's or as simple as picking up the laundry. Okay, so what do you say? Let's say you say, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. You know why? Because if I ask my wife to do it, she forgets all the time. Ask my kids to do it, they're too busy. They're making me feel like I'm doing them the biggest favor. I can't rely on people. And therefore, I'll rely on myself. Now, Let's think about that a little bit more. Why can't you rely on people? Well, you know, one time I asked my wife to do it, she forgot. Ah, uh, she forgot. You think she forgot? Or Hashem caused her to forget? There's a big difference. Now, I won't forget. You might not forget. But if Hashem doesn't want you to pick up that laundry, it ain't going to be picked up. I wanted to drop my shoes off by the shoemaker today. Right on the way from carpool, right passing, goes, go, go do it. He's open nine o'clock. I come nine o'clock and slot. So I take care of it myself. Still not going to get done. I wait till 10 o'clock, make a special trip to pick it up to go with it. This idea that you can't trust others 
really deeper means you're not trusting Hashem. That's the point. People say, no, no, I trust Hashem. Hashem's in charge of everything. People I don't trust. Shreiter. The people are doing only as Hashem wants them to do. Now, if you know the person never, ever, there are certain people, their nature is, I can't remember anything. So don't, don't, okay, don't, but it's got to be somebody you can trust. No, I don't trust anybody in this world. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't trust anybody in this world? No. And I have to micromanage everything in this world because if I don't micromanage everything, it's not going to get done. So when I ask the question, how do you micromanage Hashem? I thought of every possible angle. Did you? Hashem has another 50 million he could think of. First one could be, you could forget. <laughs> you could forget. What do you mean I never forget? Hashem can make you forget. Or Hashem can even eat in forget. It's just not ready. You go to the cleaners. They tell you to be ready by 4 o'clock. And guess what? It wasn't. Hmm. Oh, you get upset. You get yelled. You start yelling and screaming. Why are you yelling and screaming? Because that guy. Hashem didn't want you to have it at 4 o'clock. So what does that really mean? You That means you have a muna in a power that's beyond what your rational mind can understand. And that really is the keser. That is the source of everything. That source of everything is a place that you have to have kind of trust that God knows what he's doing. And therefore, when you're looking for your uh, other levels of the keser, we're looking for, okay, what is it, what's your rut zone in life? What is it that you really want? Well, maybe that decision should be made on what you think Hashem wants you to do. And maybe certain things you want to do, they're not working out. Why are they not working out? Because maybe you're making a big mistake. Maybe Hashem wants you to do something else. And you're always not having pleasure. You know why? Because you want to do this thing. Hashem says, for you, this thing is not good for you. And you're never happy. So maybe you got to realize, well, wait a minute, maybe what I think is what turns, gets me excited, I shouldn't be excited about that. And maybe I got to trust Hashem, and maybe Hashem wants me to do something that I'm not that excited about, but I should be excited because I trust Hashem wants me to do the thing that really is what my life's all about. And then I'll be able to have oneg. So you see why the Amuna is at the top, because if you're not having that, then you're really missing out on everything that's below that. And therefore, you always say something fascinating, and this is an interesting thought. It, it never occurred to me. So what is the ultimate person who doesn't have a moon and Hashem? What's the polaric extreme of that? What's the one word in English? person who is a what? Atheist. What? Atheist. Exactly. Atheist. Because what does an atheist really believe? There is no God. There's no one in control. So therefore, what is this world all about? Chaos. No, it's chaos. Okay, so if they have that thought, which is the opposite of the Kessel, so let's say, is this a deficiency only in terms of their service of Hashem? Or is it a deficiency in his relationships with human beings? What is driving the atheist? Is it really coming from a scientific place? 
Let's think about it. I am a scientist, and I can prove beyond the shadow that God exists. I'd say, really? Prove it to me. Well, I can prove to you because nobody's seen God. I've spoken to many morticians, and not one of them has ever seen a soul. I said, that's your proof? Well, until you can show me God, why should I believe in it? Aha, I understand. Maybe you don't have the scientific instruments to measure God. You know, 300 years ago, if I would tell you that there's things crawling all over your face, but they're so small, called germs, and because you don't wash your hands, you're killing people, they'll say, you're crazy. I have no scientific observation of that. Yeah, but then 200 years later, they invent the microscope. Oh, yeah, you were right. So just because you have no means of proving that God does exist is not a proof he does not exist. And then we could flip things around and logically show you with, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but the proofs of creation by design and things like that prove that God exists. And really the truth of the matter is to be an atheist, you have to have more blind faith than to be a religious Jew. Because a religious Jew has observable information like 10 plagues, splitting of the sea, Miracles that have happened throughout the generations. What's the atheists? The atheists tell me, how'd the world start? Well, Big Bang. Prove it. And they it's no proof. It's a theory. It's a theory. So you have to have a lot more blind faith to be an atheist than to be an Orthodox Jew. So that means, what does that really mean? The atheist is not coming from a scientific place. So where is he coming from? He's coming from this lacking trust in anybody. He lives for themselves. And the fact they don't trust that there's a God means they really don't trust anybody else. And they only really care about themselves. And therefore, since they only care about themselves, they don't want to trust anybody, let alone God. And a lot of times they will um, distort realities of life. For example, many of an atheist will show compassion upon the cruel and cruelty upon the compassionate which really means they're just completely cruel. Um, and why is that? Because their whole makeup is not to really be partnered with anybody in the world. In other words, when I trust somebody else, that means I have a relationship with somebody else. That's somebody I can count on. I'm living with other people. The atheist, if you don't believe in God, you don't really believe anybody else can help you either. Deep, deep down. And really what you are is a person you just want to be in control of yourself. Now, let's think about these coincidences in the world. Okay, coincidences in the world. The left is progressively taking God out of the world. Taking God out of America. And there's been one, you know, liberal Supreme Court ruling in the past after another that no such thing as the Ten Commandments on public land, no such thing as saying God's prayer in the thing. 
All these things are happening. At the same time, these places that are most obviously godless, when somebody with a record, as long as a police record, as long as your arms can stretch, is threatening people on the subway and is posing a threat to others, and, an, and a former Navy SEAL tackles the guy and tells him to stop, he doesn't stop, and now kills him to protect others, what do you do? You put the Navy SEAL in jail. And the other guy, you honor him. And how do you honor him? By disturbing the subway system from working. Now, what is that? Being cruel to the kind man and being kind to the cruel man. Somebody comes in and robs a bodega uh, store. And the bodega guy, and they show, wielding a knife in front of him. I'm going to kill him. And the bodega guy whips out a gun and kills him. So the guy who shot him is in Rikers Island. Well, the guy who got shot is, they're going to press charges against the, the guy who, who shot him. Why is this happening? Because they don't trust anybody. They don't trust anybody. They don't trust God. They don't trust anybody. What do they want just for themselves? What will make me a more powerful district attorney? They don't care about anybody else. And therefore, because you don't really have a relationship with other people. And this is the worst part of not having a muna isn't a religious issue. It's There's no confidence in humanity. That humanity can do anything. And therefore, you will only do what serves you best. And if you have whatever your agenda is, what will be those things. So that, that's a critical point. Okay, so now we understand these are the three parts of the kesser that are beyond they're not our regular conscious level. We normally don't operate that way. We got to really dig deep inside of ourselves and have this uh, uh, understand what is your deepest desires, not the superficial desires, and come down to what really, really, really I'm supposed to desire, which really, really comes to what my purpose is, which is beyond what I ever thought. And then I can learn to draw pleasure in finding that purpose. Meanwhile, that whole activity of getting there shows that there's a trust I have in God that can figure out things beyond what I can figure out and extends to other people as well. And that's the Kesser. That's the source where you want all your activities to come from. If you can get to that spot, now you have a stable place for things to move forward from. You follow? So does that mean we don't do anything? Well, it could take us years till we get to that spot. If Pierce says, well, I'm not doing any mitzvahs till I get to my kesser, you may not be till 70 years old and it's a little too late and you'll have bad habits to not want to do this. But that's something that has to be considered in the long run, so to speak. And that's why when we talk about cruelty, what's the Hebrew word for cruelty? It's achzor. Aleph, chav, zayin, resh. The word zor means stranger. And that would mean he's, he's just a stranger to everybody. Everybody has no connection. He doesn't feel any connection. Why should I come try to help people? Why should I care that people are going to help? Okay, but now we have to go even deeper into the Kesser. And as we said, all these, uh, these faces, so to speak, the five faces, and we said, Erech Ampin, the long face, that's unlimited good without any stop. And that really is one face 
of the Keser, but then there's the Neshama, the, the inner thing that makes that face work. And that, as we say, it manifests, the face manifests it with desire and pleasure and faith. But what's at its core? Which one of the levels of soul at its core is it all about? That's the highest level of Yechiva. So you see, you've got the five levels of soul. You've got the five faces. We've got the ten spheros, spheros in each face. So what's the inner core of the face is Yechida. And, and that's the, in other words, you see the parts of inaction that the person is looking for his 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 raison to it and getting pleasure from it and having faith but what is the core what where's that all stemming from it's the inner it's like you have a body and a soul so the body is these three things the soul is what the yahida where the person understands that um every your whole purpose is to connect to the unity of god that's the source that is the neshama when i connect to the source of god then I can understand what my true ratzon is, then I can get my true pleasure, and then I can have my true faith. And the more you identify that point of unity, that's why you will feel this connection to God, and you will feel this uh, pleasure from this, and uh, all those wonderful things that comes. And this is the great avoda that we have towards Hashem. And when do we manifest this from time to time? It's when we say the Shema. We say the Shema. What are you supposed to think about when you say this? Remember, Shema Yisrael Hashem, Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. What does it mean Hashem is one? One God, not more than one God. No. Hashem is the only source of all reality. And now, that's a moment of Yechida, where I have to really try to understand what does that mean. He's the source of everything. He's the source of my desires. He's the source of what my purpose is. And I should feel a tremendous pleasure when that is revealed. And when I'm saying the Shema, to feel, what are you supposed to feel when you say the Shema? What's the simple kavana? What are you supposed to think when you say Shema? I'd be willing to die for God. Willing to die for God. That's called Mesiris Nefesh, giving over your Nefesh. Remember, Nefesh, lowest level of, of, the, of the soul. But uh, the truth of the matter is the easiest level of Mesiris Nefesh, the easiest level is to die for Hashem. You know why that's the easiest level? Because it only takes a second. You're going to die for Hashem for months. They chop your head off, finished. Okay, even if they did with Rebekah, they flayed his body, okay, for two, three hours. It's not a, a terminal state. Okay. But the higher level is to live with Mesirah Shnefesh. It means every day to give God your soul. To live every moment saying, God is in charge of everything, so I give him all my rutzon, all my desire. And therefore, what does it really mean you want to give up? You want to give up your chaya. That chaya, that highest level, that connection that really determines this is the source of really makes me, make me tick and everything I really want in life. And that is what my real goal and everything I want to be in life is to give that up to Hashem. Now, when did you ever see that? So we have to, God gives us, doesn't leave it up to our imagination. And the best example of this was the test 
that Avram had with the Akedah, with the binding of Isaac. Where maybe you could say Isaac's test was to give up his life, but only take a second. Avram's test was so great because his whole mission was to publicize God in the world. He knew that was his mission, to bring ethical monotheism to the world and to take people away from idol worship. And he, every moment of his life was for that. That was his purpose. Every day he got up in the morning, I got to teach the world about God. And that he, that's Mamish. His Ratzon is coming from his Yechida. He, he, his desire is that. His pleasure is that. And his Amunah is that. It's all wrapped up. So what does Hashem tell him to do? You know what? Give it all up. Kill your son, you'll be the laughing stock of the world. You were telling people to not infanticide. That's idol worship. And you're going to do that very thing. What'll that say? Everyone's going to say he's a phony, he's a faker. And he still did it. He was willing to sacrifice himself. And that is the highest level of the serious nefesh. Because now he has to live with that. Not living with the fact he killed his child. That didn't, I mean, obviously he's a father with feelings and it would hurt, but that wasn't the real thing because that was, that's a lower level. Maybe his ruach. But now we're talking about his, his yechida, his razan de itra, throw it out. Throw it out. But that's, my whole life was this. Throw it out. And that's why Rabbi Hanan Wasserman, in one of his famous discourses, Everyone asks, what was so big about the Akedas Yitzhak? What's so big about it? Thousands of Jews, millions of Jews have sacrificed their life, endured more pain than Avram did. So what's so great about it? So that is exactly what the answer is. He says, when a person gives his life on Kiddush Hashem, although it's a test, it's not such a big test. You know, I don't know why. Because what happens after you dial Kiddush Hashem? What's the next step? Direct flight to Olam Haba. Direct, nonstop. So it's a good deal. You're giving up this world for the world to come. Direct flight. Okay, it's a test, but how big of a test is it at the end of the day? It's a test for a few seconds. Endure the pain of death. And now you're direct flight for Olam Haba. But how about if you give up your life for God and you'll lose this world and the next world? And that's the will of God. Would you do it? <laughs> Think about that one for a while. And you still want to do it. That's a much bigger test, isn't it? You're going to lose this world and not even get the next world. So how do we know all this? Because if you listen carefully, after at the covenant between the parts, Hashem said to Avram, I am your shield and your reward is very great. And the Medrash says, I am your shield in this world. I'll take care of you. Your reward is very great in the next world. So Avram said, I don't understand. It's all not worth anything if I don't have any kids. So what is he saying? There's this world, next world. I appreciate, but you know, if I don't have any kids, then this world, next world, this doesn't matter. Because there's no continuity to what I've done. Right? And and his whole... His whole um, service of Hashem was from a love without wanting to get any reward. He wanted to spread out God's name. 
And therefore, if I die without kids, what will happen? There'll be nobody else to spread the message. So the resin, that just stops. You know, you, you start something. Don't you want to last forever? There is this idea, some people, they start businesses and they want their children to take over. A lawyer, Schwartz, Schwartz, and Schwartz. Schwartz and Schwartz and Schwartz, right? Because that means even when I'm gone, the business is still staying. There is something about that that's an eternal pleasure. Avram is saying, so I teach the world about God, but when I die and the world goes back to where it was before, then everything I wanted is, isn't worth this. You're going to give me oil and hava? What's it worth if my life's mission doesn't accomplish anything? She so said, it's critical I have a child. If I don't have a child, then, then this oil and houses oh, isn't worth anything to me. Shashem says, good, I'm going to give you a child. That child is much more than oil and houses. It's much more than oil and haba. And if he gives up that child, then he's really given up his oil and haza and his oil and haba. And he was able to do that. That's when Avram dug into the deepest, deepest aspect of Yechida. He went to the very top he understood what his purpose in life was. He got tremendous pleasure from that. And then God said, now we're going to go to the top. The top is belief in something that makes, that's beyond what you can understand. Yes, that is your purpose. Yes, that is your pleasure. And I'm telling you, throw it away. Uh, I've quit a legitimate said, no. Wants to keep his son and all that. But he would have missed hitting the jackpot. And then Hashem says, now I know that you're a God-fearing person. Why well, say now you know? Because now I know you're willing to live your life giving up all your desires. And that's totally being one with God. If you say, I'm, I'm up to you, but only this far. I'm up to you 99.5%. You're still not bound up to God. You tell your spouse, I'm loyal to you 99.9% .9 of the time. A thousand ladies will make a pass at me and I'll only give in to one. <laughs> well, it's a lot better than giving in to 500. But then the wife's going to say, you know, we're not totally at one. Yeah. Close, but in this in unity, that doesn't get a cigar. Right? So, so, so that's what Hashem is, is telling him. So that's what he's telling him over there. And that's why it's so interesting that when uh, the, uh, the Ramchal talks about the two types of conduct of Hashem, that there's the conduct of justice and the, the conduct of the unity of Hashem. And the conduct of justice is he runs the world reward and punishment as it should be. But everything is 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 concealed. Hashem is working that. But then we talk about the conduct of the unity of God, meaning there's a conduct of Hashem's ultimate desire where he's going to do things even though it doesn't go according to the rules. Saving the Jews in the Sea of Reeds. That is the aspect of Yechida. Yechida, that unity, because that means Hashem is not disconnected at all from the world. And that conduct of God's yichid, of the yichud, is that yichida, that's that kind of thing. And that really is something we should try to emulate as well. Okay, we've got to stop here. We're almost done with the Kesser. A little bit more. And Mir Tashem will continue tomorrow.